Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. This is the FPC Chiefs podcast. I'm Braden Holacek, the managing editor for Full Press Coverage, Chiefs of FullPressCoverage.com. Coming to you guys here on a Friday. It's Christmas Eve. Hope everyone has a great Christmas weekend out there. Uh, enjoying time with their families and loved ones um, as we still deal with the pandemic and COVID. It's uh, it's great to have a little bit more uh, freedom compared to what we had uh, last year. So I uh, hope everyone's having a good time out there. Um, enjoying their time with their family and friends. So uh, really glad that it's Christmas time. It's hard to believe the NFL regular season is just about to wrap up. We got a lot of big games left, though, around the NFL, including this Sunday, um, the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, another game for Kansas City with heavy playoff implications. Pittsburgh entering this game on the outside looking in, uh, the second team on the outside looking in right now with the record of 7-6-1. and one. And the Kansas City Chiefs enter this week with the number one seed in hand. Of course, they've won seven games in a row uh, right now at 10-4 and four with three games left to play. Um, Kansas City needed some help from Pittsburgh last week in defeating the Tennessee Titans. They got that. It looked like it was going to be a game, of course, where Pittsburgh was never really going to get anything going, but got uh, lucky with a couple of pretty um, rare turnovers and kind of lucky turnovers late in the game and was able to take the lead and stave off Tennessee. So uh, a lot um, that these teams were kind of working together with last week, so to speak, but now um, battling it out against each other. And of course, it's been a week where kind of like last week in the NFL, a lot of uh, 
COVID list additions around the league uh, with the new Omicron variant out there. That's kind of been the thing that's uh, led to a spike in cases for a lot of sports leagues. Uh, excuse me, sports leagues out there, especially the NFL. And both these teams have had their fair share of COVID list additions this week. At one time earlier this week, there were a total of 13 active roster players on the COVID list for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the good news is they've started to get some guys back off of that list. Uh, We'll talk about those here in a second. But also another good thing for Kansas City, they've had no new positive test over the last couple of days on Wednesday and Thursday as I'm recording this going into Friday. Um, Two straight days of no new additions um and and like we said some guys that are coming off the COVID list of course they had three guys that were out uh of the chargers game thursday night week 15 that were on the COVID list wide receiver josh gordon linebacker willie gay defensive tackle chris jones all three of those guys are now activated off the COVID list gordon and gay returned to practice on wednesday jones uh returned on thursday um, and then the other player that was activated off the COVID list already was cornerback Charvarius Ward, who actually went on the COVID list Monday. He returned um, and was activated on Thursday. So only a three-day span for him, which is pretty interesting given that there was um, some reports that he was one of the few guys uh, for the Chiefs that was experiencing some symptoms. So uh, for him to already test out of COVID protocol and get back with the team. That's definitely a good sign. I mean, you're talking about um, a lot of guys they've already got back off the COVID list. Kansas City is um, getting some guys that are key defensive contributors for them. Um, obviously, it was going to be a little bit of a tough game, of course, against Justin Herbert, but not having some of those key guys defensively against LA was a uh, very difficult thing, of course, for the Chiefs. Uh, put a lot of guys in binds a little bit for what their roles were. Um, but now Gay, Jones, and uh, Ward back off the list. So um, really good news there. And um, as far as other guys, the Chiefs are reportedly optimistic as uh, P.J. Uh, uh, Sweeney, or sorry, Pete Sweeney <laughs> uh, mentioned, uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride mentioned the team is optimistic that they can get guys activated off the COVID list, more guys activated off the COVID list um, by Saturday afternoon. That was kind of also what Nate Taylor of The Athletic kind of reported earlier in the week. Now, of course, um, if you are vaccinated, it's kind of easier to get out of COVID protocol quicker, especially if you're not showing any symptoms. And again, like we said, there hasn't been reportedly a lot of guys showing much symptoms um, that are on the COVID list for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, that was one of the bigger names that went on the list on Monday. Um, so we talked about four guys have come off the COVID list. So let's just uh, remind everyone real quick in case you missed any names out there. The nine active roster players that are still on the COVID list for the Chiefs as of this recording, tight end Travis Kelsey, kicker Harrison Butker, um, defensive back Armani Watts, uh, offensive lineman Kyle Long, offensive lineman Lucas Niane, linebacker Nick Bolton, wide receiver Tyree Kill, cornerback Rashad Fenton, and tight end Blake Bell. Now, again, it's not clear exactly who all is vaccinated or unvaccinated. We do know a couple 
that are or aren't. Travis Kelsey, of course, is vaccinated, as we mentioned earlier in the week. And uh, Harrison Bucker, he is actually one that is unvaccinated. Now, the Chiefs are one of the higher vaccinated teams across the league percentage-wise, but Bucker is one unvaccinated. So he's going to have to be out for at least 10 days. Uh, the Chiefs signed kicker Elliot Fry uh, from the practice squad of the active roster. We kind of mentioned this on the last uh, podcast episode earlier this week kicked in one game for the Atlanta Falcons last year. He's also been part of the Carolina Panthers organization before. So uh, Elliot Fry is a guy who does have a little bit of NFL experience or at least being on NFL rosters. Um, it's just, you know, one thing is with Butker. He's, he's been really reliable, of course, since coming to Kansas City and kind of taking that job from Cairo Santos. So um, it is going to be a little bit weird not seeing him out there kicking this week against the Steelers. But I think Elliot Fry is definitely a guy that I think the team should have enough confidence in. Uh, we'll see kind of what happens uh, this week and how how uh, what kind of chances he's going to get basically as far as maybe any longer field goal attempts. But that is one guy, Harrison Bucker, officially known that he is unvaccinated. So he will be out at least 10 days. We'll have to miss at least one game for sure. Now, again, like we mentioned a second ago, not uh, 100% sure on the other guys still on the COVID list if they are vaccinated or not. Again, Chiefs have one of the higher percentages around the league of vaccinated guys. Um, and like we said, there there is optimism that these guys will return and get off the COVID list, at least most of them, um, by Saturday. Now, and nothing's guaranteed, of course, in this COVID uh, day and age, but um, definitely a lot easier with the new COVID protocols that the NFL has kind of insta um, s- sorry uh, instigated here um, and instituted here late in the season, where a lot of guys right now really only need one negative test to kind of come off that list. So, uh, we'll update everybody. Of course, if you guys follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs, we're providing news and uh, updates there as the week goes on here. All week long and of course um, uh, may have another COVID update article similar to what we had Tuesday earlier this week um, especially if a lot more guys uh, come off the list so we'll we'll update you guys there before uh, the game kicks off on Sunday but like we said availability not the only question Uh, the Chiefs are not the only team in question for this game the Pittsburgh Steelers now have six guys uh, on their active roster now on the COVID list defensive lineman Montrevious Adams he's actually been there um on the list for over a week. Five other guys for Pittsburgh have now been added to the list here in the last couple of days. Um, We saw offensive tackle Zach Banner, linebacker Marcus Allen, um, running back Anthony McFarland Jr., linebacker Devin Bush, and then defensive lineman Isaiah Bugs. Those five guys have all been added to the list here in the last couple of days. And maybe not a lot of household names for Chiefs fans out there listening to this, but these are guys that definitely um, still provide a lot in terms of depth roles and rotational reps. So um, going to be interesting to see how Pittsburgh is able to handle some stuff in this game from the defensive line standpoint. Of course, they have T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, two of the best um, edge defenders um, right now. Um, but that defensive line, not just with COVID list stuff, 
um, as far as Montrevious Adams and Isaiah Bugs go. But they're dealing with some other injuries. Chris Wormley, defensive end, has been banged up. Stephon Tuitt, obviously not available at defensive tackle. Uh, they do have one of the better veteran defensive tackles in the league in Cameron Hayward, who just seems like whenever he's played the Chiefs in his career, he's had a lot of major moments that kind of turn the tide for his team. Um, but overall, I do think it's going to be kind of one of those things where um, Pittsburgh's going to be really having to dig deep to kind of see wh- who's going to be available and what they're going to get in this game uh, from their defensive line. So uh, overall, that's going to be a big question. But linebacker Devin Bush, that's kind of a big one. Uh, definitely had a good first couple of years in the league after being drafted in the first round out of Michigan. But he's kind of a guy that's gone kind of back to earth a little bit lately, but definitely has a downhill thumper, uh, makes a big difference in the middle of that defense for the Steelers. So uh, overall, um, that's going to be a few guys. Defensively, we're going to have to see if they come off the list for Pittsburgh or if um, or if Pittsburgh, again, if they're going to have to dig deep and kind of find uh, some bodies to kind of handle bigger workloads than what they're used to. Um, so that's just COVID list updates. But of course, like we will do um, for our usual game preview podcast episode, it's going to kind of go back and forth here between uh, Chiefs offense versus Steeler D and Steeler O versus Chiefs D and talk about some key headlines and matchups that I'm looking forward to. We're going to talk about a couple other key headlines uh, to watch for in this game. And of course, um, also mention a couple key players to watch for that I'm excited to see. Um, maybe some guys that are not necessarily the top players in this game for the Chiefs, but guys that I think could make a big difference um, on Sunday for Kansas City. So uh, the first headline I think I want to tackle is Ben Roethlisberger. This could be obviously his last game against the Kansas City Chiefs as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the former 11th overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft. All signs have kind of pointed a, um, a lot the last couple of years that, you know, of course, his Steelers career is probably coming to an end. Um, you know, he even admitted that he thinks this could be his last season, uh, at least in Pittsburgh. It's really weird how he's kind of gone about it because he hasn't completely ruled out playing elsewhere, at least based off what he said. And I, I just cannot imagine him in a... Uh, in a different uniform, and, and especially right now, the way he's playing, doesn't necessarily have the arm strength that he used to. Um, ends up being sacked, I think, and hit behind uh, the line of scrimmage a lot easier than he was uh, earlier in his career. It just seemed like he always used to avoid sacks with ease, whether it was just you know barely stepping back or you know, stiff arming guys as well as he could and kind of avoiding that pressure. But for the most part right now, uh, uh, not really able to keep his eyes down the field as easily. Um, just seems to go down a lot easier and, and kind of collapses under pressure, you know, fixates a little bit more than what we've um, seen from him in the past. And of course, right now too, doesn't have the arm strength he used to have. And you, you wonder how much of that is kind of from the elbow injury he had a couple of years ago that, you know, allowed him to only play in two games in 2019. And, and it's just kind of a guy right now that is forced to kind of throw these quick passes, these kind of design throws to the flats or, you know, in the, the numbers or the outside areas of the field. So Ben Roethlisberger, it's going to be interesting to me to see kind of how he handles this game 
uh, in terms of, you know, if the Chiefs can get their pass rush going again in this game. It definitely wasn't as fruitful last game against Justin Herbert, but I think that was more about what Herbert did to kind of navigate the pocket well and get the ball out quickly. Um rather than the Chiefs necessarily struggling the way uh, it kind of looked when I went and watched that game back. So, um, you know, if the Chiefs pass rush continues to play the way they have during this win streak for the most part, especially now that Chris Jones is back off the COVID list, um, and you have Melvin Ingram, of course, a little bit of extra motivation probably in this game, given that he's going up against the team that he started the season with before his uh, trade deadline acquisition to the Chiefs happened. Um Jet, it's it's just going to be one of those games, I think, for the Chiefs pass rush where I would not be surprised to see them kind of blitz a little more heavily. Um, Steve Spagnuolo kind of been back and forth lately with how much he's um, designed blitzes and, you know, whether he's brought extra pressure or not or overloading uh, blitzes to a certain um, side of the line of scrimmage. So uh, Ben Roethlisberger is kind of one of those guys right now. It just doesn't have the movement skills he once did for, you know, the bigger body that he has. And I think there's a lot in terms of arm strength, ball placement, um, just not sure what you're going to get week to week. Now, I will say he he has still impressed in some games this year, and, and it seems like he can still kind of get the Steelers down the field, so to speak, uh, all on his own. But I, that, that seems to be very few and far between. So um, it is going to be interesting to me to see how Ben Roethlisberger kind of responds to this one after they got a win last week um, where it wasn't necessarily because of their offense, but um, he was still kind of able to provide enough throws later in that game that, you know, allowed his guys to make plays after the catch. And that's kind of what uh, the Steelers wide receiver core is built on for the most part, uh, part, excuse me, Chase Claypool. He can win kind of physically, but a lot of guys here is go-to guy in Deontay Johnson, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, who's kind of uh, grown into a larger role in that receiving core a lot of these guys are really just kind of technically savvy um, especially after the catch and I think that's where you know the styles in this game at least in that matchup Steelers receivers versus Chiefs secondary kind of clashing a little bit right now based off how much uh, more physical the Chiefs secondary has kind of grown so Ben Roethlisberger how will he kind of handle this game? Can he kind of will the Steelers even more on his own a little bit if he needs to? How will he handle the pass rush of the Kansas City Chiefs if they are kind of rolling um, as well as we've seen them for the most part during this defensive uh, hot stretch? So, Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino Ch -ch 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's kind of one top headline to me that I'm watching for. Another one for me is, will Andy Reid be willing to run the football? Seems like we've asked this once in a while, either this season or over the last handful of years. And the answer is just, you know, basically never uh, for Andy Reid in this situation. But uh, the glaring matchup here against Pittsburgh's run defense is definitely favorable for the Kansas City Chiefs. Pittsburgh enters this game 31st. Uh, in rushing yards allowed, 32nd dead last in rushing yards uh, allowed per attempt, and 21st in rushing touchdowns allowed. So um, if you guys have watched the Steelers the last couple weeks, I mean, the Titans, I was kind of surprised how well they were able to run against them. Deonta Foreman, uh, Dontrell Hilliard a little bit as well, was able to get a lot of big runs up the middle. Um in between the tackles, but still being able to get five or six yards upfield before really even getting a hand laid on them. And then if you guys watch the Thursday night game, week 14 against the Vikings, I mean, Dalvin Cook, I mean, he was getting 10 yards really before any Steeler was coming near him. So this is a run defense for me and the Steelers, obviously um, struggling right now as far as gap control. They're not really, um, really slashing or crashing downhill uh, very well. And this is kind of a group right Right now, like we said, defensive line, I mean, availability is a question, but I think this is definitely not as uh, not as tough or physical as a unit as far as what's available to them right now, given that Stephon Tewitt is out. Cameron Hayward, I just think as good as he is, can't rely on him to make every single you know run stuff. So it is going to be interesting. Will Andy Reid be willing to do it? Obviously, the matchup opportunity is there, given how bad the Steelers have been against the run this season. Now, Watching some of the games this year, looks like a lot of teams, <clears throat> excuse me, have had success uh, with a lot of kind of jumbo formations, bringing extra offensive linemen or tight ends into the formation up front. Uh, a lot of teams that have had their offensive linemen kind of pull and get out into space has also kind of give them fits because, like we said with the Steelers, that they're not necessarily working downhill very well, but also disengaging from blocks, kind of not really being able to match uh, physically with the opposing offensive linemen. That's something that has been a problem for Pittsburgh and we know with Kansas City's new look offensive line, they can really be dominant and physical too. It's just can the Chiefs commit to that style if they want to? We see it happen in spurts. Um, you know, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Joe Tooney in the interior, they've been road graders all, all year long. Orlando Brown Jr. is starting to get more comfortable in this offense. And, you know, we've seen them kind of run some more tosses and sweeps in spurts, not necessarily all the time. But when the Chiefs have kind of implemented that and getting uh, Orlando Brown Jr. out into space a little more, um, obviously defenders have had a difficult time kind of getting around him or getting off of his block. So it is a question of, will Andy Reid be willing to kind of run the ball enough in this game? Because the opportunities uh, definitely seem like they're going to be there. And when you have an offensive line like you do now in Kansas City, I definitely would not be... Um, not be hesitant to really get these guys rolling and going early uh, if given the opportunity. So that's another headline 
that I am watching for in this one. Uh, we've talked about obviously COVID-less stuff already, so availability is going to be uh, a question mark maybe all the way up to game time. But I think a couple of things that I want to focus on specifically from this is Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, as we're recording this, still on the COVID list for Kansas City. So I think another thing to watch for in this game, can the secondary pass catchers uh, step up and, and hold up throughout the entire game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, as we said, Josh Gordon is activated off the COVID list now, so that's good news. Last time we saw him play, obviously he had one of his better performances. It wasn't necessarily a box score kind of game where your stats or his stats are going to blow you away but got his first touchdown catch as a chief and against the Raiders kind of got to run a more uh varied route tree um we also saw Gordon kind of get a little bit more design throws I think just certain plays where Mahomes and and Reader kind of making it an emphasis to get the ball to him and just see if he can kind of pick some yards up after the catch so this is a matchup to uh, uh the Steelers uh, they may get Joe Hayden back, but um, they've definitely had a lot of uh, trouble at cornerback this year. Akella Witherspoon's a guy they had uh, brought in this summer in an offseason trade with Seattle. And then James Pierre, he certainly had some um, some moments where he's gotten some pass breakups here and there, but he's definitely had a lot more struggles lately. And uh, with a guy with the size and, and uh, uh, the strength that Josh Gordon has, I think this is going to be a game that he could honestly uh have a lot more maybe statistically appealing game if uh given the opportunity byron pringles a guy of course i've been really excited about during the second half stretch starting to get a lot more trust from patrick mahomes he's kind of been a go-to guy in the deep and middle parts of the field so you like to see that for a guy that even though he's had his drops still here and there once in a while uh was really kind of honed in on his craft as far as contested catch situations go and also being able to kind of make those catches in tight spaces and giving himself an opportunity to kind of work possibly after the catch so um, McCole Hardman Demarcus Robinson those are obviously two more guys uh, if uh, Hill and Kelsey obviously unavailable or limited those are guys that are probably going to be heavily focused on by a lot of people McCole Hardman I mean honestly some of his best games have been when Tyree Kill's been uh, banged up a little bit around the lineup um that hasn't happened often. I mean, Tyree Kill's not missed a lot of games, but when it uh, has happened, going back to 2019 early in that year when he had kind of that freak collarbone slash shoulder injury, um, the thing that was really interesting for McCole Hardman was he was starting to, you know, figure out some things on how to win down the field, kind of starting to um, stack receivers or stack defensive backs, excuse me, a little bit better. So overall, I think there is going to be an opportunity for him to kind of run some more routes rather than just getting, you know, design touches behind the line of scrimmage on pop passes or end around. So we'll see. Again, it, it, it is possible Hill and Kelsey could come off the COVID list before the game. So uh, we may not see those opportunities for Hardman, but if they come, it'll be uh, heavily focused upon for uh, for sure for a guy, obviously, that uh, year three of the program, you're really kind of waiting to see when he's going to kind of put it all together. Um, and the Chiefs have obviously started to decrease his his snap count a little bit too. So uh, that's a guy definitely, McCole Hardman, I think in this matchup, uh, definitely his speed 
not going to be matched by any of the Steelers defenders in the secondary, but this is a guy that I think um, can he kind of respond to those physically tough matchups, you know, down the field if given the chance. In this type of matchup against Pittsburgh, that'll be one to watch if he, uh, if like we said, Hill and Kelsey limited or unavailable. Um, so that's the thing for me. Secondary receivers, uh, whether Hill and Kelsey are there or not, this is a game I think that they are going to be focused on uh, throughout. Uh, throughout most of it so um, as far as some key matchups to watch in this game a couple that stand out to me Najee Harris against the Chiefs run defense now again Willie Gay coming off the COVID list that's a big deal especially when you talk about uh, how much comfortable he's looked lately as far as his confidence in when to kind of trigger downhill how he's reading plays and deciphering through traffic that's something that's really stuck out lately with Willie Gay but Najee Harris if you look at his recent games, this is maybe a guy you're kind of wondering why I'm kind of focusing on him. He's not necessarily the most explosive athlete uh, as a running back for a first-round running back guy, uh, a rookie out of Alabama, but um, he's kind of one of those that his style, his punishing and tough style, definitely given the Chiefs trouble in the past. Uh, kind of last guy that we saw this um you know, kind of style against the Chiefs, and and he made it work throughout the entire night. Javante Williams a few weeks ago with the Denver Broncos, 102 rushing yards that night, also did damage, you know, on the receiving end too, but as far as the ground game, 71 of his 102 rushing yards coming after contact. Najee Harris, a guy that can certainly break tackles with extra effort. Like we said, tough physical style um, that I think you had to be um, really, really, uh, determined to kind of bring a a you know disciplined pursuit towards the ball and and he's a guy that isn't going to hesitate to kind of dance or try to cut back if he sees the opportunity that's kind of been a a um a thing that's been you know just as uh just as uh positive for him as it's been negative um sometimes teams are able to kind of corral him behind the line of scrimmage and to the to the inside when he does that and, uh, and kind of tries to run around and create space for himself but other times he can kind of make defenders miss unsurprisingly and uh you know it, it it makes defenders look silly but it's kind of unsurprising to me just to see you know how smart he is already as a runner so uh the chiefs this is kind of a style of runner that they've not necessarily always had the best success with um, I know Najee's had his struggles lately, kind of hit that rookie wall maybe a little bit, especially with the workload he's had. Third most carries in the league, plus 80 targets on the receiving end. But this is a guy I think you have to be ready to uh, um, to to expect an explosion out of him um, when you're least expecting it. And this is kind of a matchup for me um, where, where the Steelers may be willing to lean on him a little more too. Um, you know, if if their defense can kind of make some stops, and if the Chiefs' offense, of course, has any sort of struggles like we've seen them have uh, during this win streak once in a while and throughout the season, especially if Hill uh, and Kelsey are not available, whether it's both of them or either one of them, so uh, that's going to be one to watch for me. Another one for me in this game, I think, is the Chiefs' offensive tackles against the defensive end duo of Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, of course, right now leading the league in sack 
maximum players, 17 and a half. And he's only played in 12 games. He's not played in every game this year. So um, even less games played than a couple of guys, 17 and a half sacks. Um, just the way he reduces rush angles, he keeps his feet firing uh, at all times, keeps his hands rolling at all times, does a good job of kind of bending around the corner for being kind of a lengthier uh, and longer defender. So uh, we know how good TJ Watt can be, but I think with Alex Highsmith, his ability to kind of um, surprise opposing blockers with heavy hands and being able to kind of collapse the pocket quickly with a attacking and crashing style, that's going to be an interesting challenge for uh, uh, Orlando Brown Jr. and whoever the right tackle may be. We mentioned Lucas Niane, still currently on the COVID list. Andrew Wiley um, had a pretty strong stretch of play after being inserted into the lineup in November when Lucas Niane had the uh, ribs injury Um but Niain played last week uh, all the snaps at right tackle, so Wiley was booted out. We'll see if he gets back in there. Again, it'll kind of all depend on what uh, happens with Niain on the COVID list and in COVID protocol. Um, but, I mean, if he doesn't get a lot of practice time this week, I would expect Andrew Wiley to get the the opportunity. And he did kind of fare well against some tougher pass rushers when he was in in November. Uh, Max Crosby, that game at Vegas was really not even that noticeable. Uh, and Andrew Wiley did a good job there against his former college teammate there's some other guys uh in the dallas game that really um did not really stand much of a chance against andrew wiley so if wiley's given the chance him and orlando brown jr definitely going to have one of their toughest tests of the season in terms of just physically and smart um smart pass rushers there in tj watt and alex highsmith so those are a couple key matchups that I'm looking forward to as far as players to watch in this game for me maybe a little bit under the radar in this type of matchup for the Chiefs starting with the offense I think it's actually going to be the running backs in this game and I think I'm going to stick with Clyde Edwards Elaire. this is kind of one of those games for me a uh, patient kind of guy uh, not necessarily always the most aware uh, type of runner I think in seeing the open field and seeing the open looks um, definitely you know long speed is not a trait that he possesses uh, but being able to make defenders miss and having that patience I think he's gotten more comfortable and kind of you know reading blocks at least between the tackles not always having to look for that open space on the outer edge um, ever since he returned from injury I thought he's looked really well when given the chance for the most part they just have not uh, really stuck with the running game a lot more in the last couple weeks so uh, Clyde Edwards dealer that's going to be a guy to me when we talk about what we said earlier a glaring um, Steelers run defense that struggled against all types of backs uh, every single week I think Clyde Edwards dealer this is a kind of game for me uh, if he's given enough opportunities I think you could kind of see uh, why the Chiefs kind of uh, picked him in the first round. I think being able to make defenders miss and and how much the Steelers have struggled to kind of um, pursue runners this year, uh, that's going to be a guy for me to watch in this one. Defensively, again, we'll see who's back off the COVID list. I kind of wanted to look at cornerbacks. We know Charvarius Ward activated off the list. Rashad Fenton is not right now. Uh, good news also, not COVID re uh, list related. Legarius Sneed looks like he'll be back in the lineup this week after missing the last couple of games uh, due to the unfortunate you know, death of his older brother. Uh, took time to grieve. Um, Andy Reid said this week um, it's good to get him back in the fold. He thinks that Legarius being back around his teammates is certainly good for him right now. And uh, it's just, um, you know, obviously um, stuff outside of football, you know, definitely bigger than the game unfortunate to happen but um this kind of where the game of football and this team can kind of help him 
um, you know, kind of um, kind of get through that a little bit quicker. So um, Legereus need back in the lineup. That is a good sign. But I think in the secondary where I'm really going to be watching in this game is actually Tyron Matthew, not necessarily a guy that obviously flying under the radar every single week, but I think what he's doing right now, getting back to what he can get, kind of contribute um, and really kind of serve multiple roles in this defense. That's um, what I'm going to kind of be watching this game. Played a lot more in the slot recently, not necessarily a lot of safety reps, and that's something that he's done the last couple of years, but this year he hasn't really been given as much of a chance till late in the season. So um, kind of the, the roles that he's kind of filled, I think it's going to be interesting against a, like we said, more technically savvy receiving core in the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you look at guys that, you know, he could face kind of in the slot this week in once in a while a Deontay Johnson, but you're also talking, like we said, Ray Ray McLeod. That's kind of a guy that's seen his role grow in Pittsburgh's offense recently. So for me, there's a lot of guys that I don't necessarily think are incapable of playing physical, but I think with Tyron Matthew, he's always done a good job of kind of playing bigger than his size, being physical at the catch point. He has the ball skills to back it up. Um, this is a game for me, I think, in a lot of throws um, where Pittsburgh is going to kind of try to throw it quick, throw it into those outer edges of the uh, of the formation. This is kind of one of those games, I think, Tyron Matthew, he's going to have a lot of opportunities, especially being, you know, how... Uh, instinctful he is and aware he is of what the offense is trying to accomplish and hide from defenses. I think Tyron Matthews is going to have some chances to possibly get some picks in this game and some takeaways. So uh, Tyron Matthew, I think just being able to play more in the slot and kind of what this Pittsburgh's offense um, presents to the defense right now in the pass and attack, this I think is going to be a great opportunity for him. So those are a couple players that I'm excited to watch, see how they respond this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, uh, COVID-less stuff, unfortunate this week that it's kind of involved these two teams. But like we said, Chiefs kind of getting better. No new positive tests in the last two days as I'm recording this. Uh, late Thursday going into Friday, um, getting some guys back off the COVID list. We'll see if and uh, how many more Chiefs come off the COVID list, like we said before the game, see who's going to be available on Sunday. So really exciting game. Like we said, heavy playoff implications. Chiefs right now currently hold the one seed in the AFC. Uh, Pittsburgh, of course, second team on the outside looking in at seven, six, and one. Uh, their division is still pretty crazy too. They're only half a game back right now in the AFC North behind both Cincinnati and Baltimore. So a lot still to be determined. Uh, this is going to be a big one in the AFC, as many games have been lately involving the Kansas City Chiefs. So cannot wait to see how it plays out. Going to be a fun one. 325 Central Time on Sunday. Like we said, you guys can follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. Follow myself at Braden Holacek 9 with the number 9 at the end for more news and notes surrounding full press coverage. Not just Chiefs, but all NFL coverage. Be sure to follow at Full Press NFL and at FP underscore coverage on Twitter uh, as well. Uh, game preview article will be out Friday morning, uh, right around when this podcast episode drops. I'm going to get it out as early as I can here. Christmas Eve, get it out, published, um, promote it throughout the day. Um, so uh, obviously it'd be much appreciated there to see if we can get um, that shared and, and obviously um, promoted even further um, while everyone's enjoying their Christmas this weekend. Uh, like I said, might have a COVID update article as well before a kickoff on Sunday morning, uh, depending on what happens exactly if Chiefs get more guys off the COVID list. So be on the lookout for that. 
Um, and of course, like we said, we'll have everybody updated on Twitter for any other news and notes surrounding Chiefs, Steelers, COVID list, um, or COVID activations. Uh, so be on the lookout there. Of course, uh, we'll have our game reaction article and podcast following the game. So we'll be back early next week with that before we, um, you know, head into the next game, which will be another big one with the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, a lot to look forward to still this weekend. Uh, a lot of big football games left, but more importantly, like we said at the beginning of this episode, hope everyone enjoys their Christmas uh, with their families out there. So um, not just enjoying football, but just enjoying time with everyone that you love. So uh, we will be back, though, like we said, next week. Enjoy uh, Christmas weekend. Enjoy football. And we will see you guys next time. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.